0: Hey everyone, I'm Meg Teets and this is Sorta Awesome. welcome back awesomes. You are listening to the show that is all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. We are in your earbuds every single week with all the awesome that you need to know. And you can also find us on Instagram at Sorta awesome Show or over on Facebook in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group. This is episode 196 of Sorta Awesome. Before we get to this week's episode, I want to give a quick shout out to our Sorta Awesome Hangout group. I was just talking about it. We talk about it all the time here on this show, but I don't think I could ever find enough words to say how very awesome our little community of friends is over on Facebook. And honestly, it's not that little anymore. It's true. It's a group. Our little group started out as a few hundred people back in 2016. It has grown to over 5,000 women who are really committed to being a supportive and helpful, encouraging online community. We definitely do discuss topics from recent episodes of Sorta Awesome in there, but we also do a lot of regular old girlfriend chitter chatter too. We help plan each other's vacations. (laughs) We We help each other find (laughs) gifts for graduations and birthdays. Oh my goodness. Gift Finder. It's like a built in for free gift finder service in the hangout for sure. We share our favorite skin and beauty products. And sometimes we are there to provide constructive feedback or support through some of life's most difficult moments too. So it's honestly an amazing community. It's a great place to be online. We want each of you awesomes to know that we would love to have you join us over there. If you haven't already, it's super easy to do. Just go on Facebook and search for Sorta Awesome Hangout, or you can look us up directly by going to facebook.com slash groups slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. Well, like I said, this is episode 196. You've already heard her beautiful voice. I'm joined today by my dear friend taking a quick break from just basically keeping things running at Minnesota Public Radio.
1: (laughs) I'm not sure that I'm the one that keeps things running, but man, you guys, it has been a hot morning. Over here at Minnesota Public Radio. So yes, I'm so glad to be here with the Awesomes, like in my home turf. Yes, definitely.
0: And Kelly, we get to do one of our very favorite kinds of episodes today. I'm so excited you guys were doing the summer list. This is a long-standing tradition going back to really the beginnings of sort of awesome, our seasonal lists. Kelly and I are both big fans of summer, so we have a list of ten awesome things to bring it to your life, really, for summer 2019. So we're going to get to all of that in just a few minutes. But first, let's do go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. It's the moment in the show where we stop and tell you about the books or TV shows, the movies, the podcasts,
1: the products, whatever it is that's making life a little bit more awesome right now. So Kelly, what do you have for us? I have a recipe for the awesomes because it is the beginning of summer and I've been hoarding this one because I thought I just have to share this at the right time. It has been an awesome, for me for I would say almost a decade so awesome of the decade I don't know is that a thing that we do now?
0: <laughs> might as well. well I mean we're getting closer and closer <laughs>
1: It is a super easy recipe for anybody to do on the grill. So I know that we've already had some talk in the hangout about people saying I love to grill or people being intimidated by their grill. I would point you all back. I don't know what the episode number is. Maybe you know off the top of your head, Meg. We did an episode with Laura Tremaine called Girls Who Grill. It is revolutionary. You can learn to grill. You could then grill this episode. It is a really easy thing to do. And here's why I like this. It is just grilled chicken. It's really called Greek chicken kebabs. It is, of course, from Everyday Food. You can find it in the Everyday Food Cookbook, but I will, of course, link to a online version of this in the show notes. What you do is make a really simple marinade for some chicken, some red onion, and zucchini. The recipe itself actually calls for chicken thighs, boneless, skinless chicken thighs to be cut up into pieces. I tend to not like dark meat as much as I like white meat. My husband, who, if you are a new listener, he's Asian, so he makes these jokes. He says it's because I'm racist. <laughs> glory. Not true, but you can use either (laughs) kind of chicken, and then you're just going to cut up a zucchini, like half it lengthwise, you know, into big chunks, and the same thing for a red onion. Then you're going to make a marinade. It's basically equal parts, extra virgin olive oil and red wine vinegar, and then it just has salt, pepper, and oregano in it. So it's almost like a salad dressing, only it has no sugar in it. There have been times I thought, basically, I've just made a salad dressing here, except there's no sweetness. So I would challenge you, sometimes I have friends who are much more free with adapting recipes. They might look at this and say, oh, I'm just going to throw in my bottled salad dressing. Almost all salad dressing has sugar in it, in some form, right? Yeah. So I would say try to stick with this recipe at least once. You throw that. You could do that the night before you want to cook. Put it into a, you know a Ziploc bag. Put that into a bowl or some sort of a container and put it in your fridge so that everything is going to soak up all of that red wine vinegar, the oregano goodness. And then technically, you are supposed to put them on kebabs, so some sort of like a bamboo wooden skewer that you soak in some water. However, I will tell you, it is too much work for me to kebab things. Yeah, You kebab things and then you take them off the kebab to eat. I'm like, it's like an extra 15 minutes of work to put everything onto a kebab. If you were having a party, absolutely, it would be a great presentation. It's a good way to, you know, pile up the food in a platter. However, one of the things that Laura had talked about back on that Girls Who Grill episode was getting some sort of a tray for your grill. It's an accessory so that you can grill smaller things on this tray on your grill and not have to worry about it falling through the grates which is really the point of a kebab. It's like we're cutting things into pieces that are small enough that you don't want them to fall in. So they're like, well, if you string it on a kebab, it won't fall in. If you have a grate, it won't fall in either. So I just don't kebab it. I throw it all out onto these trays and cook it on the grill so the chicken gets nice and crispy. Your vegetables, you can even cook them at a little slower temperature if you want to. And then you serve that with a lemon pine nut rice. So I will link to that recipe as well. But basically, it's just a white rice. You could try it with a brown rice. If you do, come back and let me know how it goes. It's just water, rice, salt, and pepper. And then you put in a little bit of olive oil at the end with finely grated lemon zest and lemon juice. And then about a quarter of a cup of toasted roasted pine nuts. Oh, it's so good. And it's such an easy dinner. It has all the flavors of summer. And it really also uses that zucchini. So as you get later in the summer and you're thinking, oh my goodness, there's so much zucchini in my yard, or that's what's available for really cheap at the farmer's market. It's a great way to use zucchini. Now, I would say if you have kids in your household, my kids are not zucchini fans, which I'm working on them with this recipe. I'm like, try two bites. Try not to overcook it so it doesn't get mushy. I think this is a great way to serve zucchini. So if you have kids who like zucchini, they'll like this. If they don't, you could always throw some other kind of vegetable on the grill real quick. Or goodness knows that we do a lot of baby carrots in our household. But it is a fantastic meal. Super easy. It is ready from the time you make the marinade. One day, that's 10 minutes. To the time that you're grilling it, maybe another 20. It's super fast. And it's just summer in your mouth. Totally. Yes. I'm like, this sounds so good. Please sign me it up for the It does chicken. You could get Kyle to cut it up for you or something. <laughs> Bad thing about this recipe, honestly, I am not a huge fan of, I can cut up chicken, but I don't really like to. So you do have to cut the chicken yeah. up to bite-sized pieces, but that's the first thing you do. And then you are over the hump.
0: Yes, totally. Well, Kyle does do most of that around here. I consider myself now in recovery from my bizarro chicken inversion. <laughs>
1: I know that we laugh about it, but at the same time, I have tons of friends like that raw chicken is just they're very squeamish about it. And it is kind of gross. So I get it. You know, that's one trick that you could always do is if raw chicken makes you ugh, put it in the freezer for maybe 20 minutes oh, right, before yes. you cut it or take it out and then cut it up before it's completely thawed, especially for a recipe like this. Easier to cut. And then if you're going to put it in the marinade and let it sit for you know six hours to overnight, it's going to continue to thaw the rest of the way. It'll be fine. Such
0: a good tip. Such an awesome tip. Thank you for that, Kelly. That sounds so good. Okay. My awesome of the week this week is a new podcast limited run series that I am super loving. Okay. The show is called running from cops and it is a production of Dan Taberski who some of you all, especially more podcast junkies may recognize his voice. He's the one who created and did the series missing
1: Richard Simmons. Oh, yes. I loved that series. Yes.
0: He and his production partner created kind of their own production company after that called Headlong. So they did Missing Richard Simmons. Then the next series they did, which was very excellent and I really enjoyed, I just never really talked about it on the show, was called Surviving Y2K. Okay. Which was very fascinating. Just a look at that moment of time, which was the Y2K panic.
1: It was kind of crazy. I'm going to have to go back and listen
0: to that one. Yeah, it's really good. Another limited run. So this is their newest release. It's called Running from Cops, and it's about the show. I was going to say, is this bad boys, bad boys? Yeah, like bad boys, bad boys. Kelly, did you know that Cops is still on the air in production with new episodes? Shut up. Over 30 years. It's one of the longest running television series ever. I literally did not know that.
1: I didn't either. There's still people running from Cops. Are they still wearing like 90s? Like I picture it, you know, like in that (laughs) vintage TV look, (laughs) you know? Yes. They're still making it. So what is the podcast about? About the TV show, really? It is about the TV show.
0: So Dan Taberski, one thing that he does that I think really lends itself to very fascinating podcast series is he just follows whatever he's interested in. The whole thing about Missing Richard Simmons was he just really liked Richard Simmons. And he was like, whatever happened to him? Same with Y2K. Like who would think to do a series around that? But the Y2K panic was like a big part of Dan Taberski's life. And so he did a series about that. Well, he has been watching Cops for a long time. He still finds it to be completely fascinating. So, he decided to create this series called Running from Cops. And it's really interesting because it starts at the beginning. It's still being produced right now as of, you know, mid May, depending on when you're listening to it. This could either be a complete binge, or if you like to get in on the shows while they're still in production, I think as we're recording, there's four episodes out. So, he starts at the beginning with how <laughs> did this show come to be? This is the original reality TV. I was going to
1: say, this was like reality TV before reality TV was a thing.
0: Yes, it absolutely was. Nobody was doing this. There were definitely police dramas that were on the air, you know, starting with Dragnet, like back in the 50s. Every now and again, you'd have a new police drama come out. But those are obviously fictionalized. A lot of those shows, and it really fascinatingly goes into the history of some of these shows, how much police involvement and oversight different shows had. So it talks about that, but then it talks about this show that sort of started as a spinoff from America's Most Wanted, which I don't know if you remember that show, also reality based that came out at the time, but it was a groundbreaking show in many ways. So it kind of starts with the background and then it really begins to dive into some of the elements that you may not think about, for example, race, gender, gender consent like how many of these people actually gave informed consent to having their images and their lives being portrayed on this show I feel like I'm making it sound critical it's from the viewpoint of a fan but a fan who's like thinking about like what was actually going on with the production of this show
1: I think that's actually the best way to do it yes. because if you're just a critic you know, you could come at things and people who love the show who are like, I would like to learn more about it. But if you're just bagging on it the whole time, you're not one of us. Yes. Like, I don't want to listen to you just tear down something that I actually kind of enjoy. But if you're saying, hey, I'm one of you, I enjoy it. And I'm curious then I want to listen.
0: Yeah. It's so good, Kelly. I love it. I mean, I just think Dan Taberski is just a really great producer. He worked actually in children's reality TV and like game shows, sort of like Double Dare kind of style shows. Okay. I was going to say, what is children's reality TV? competitive games for kids okay. okay, is his background. So he has a good producer's mind. And I think he just really understands what
1: makes good storytelling. That's what I was going to say is I feel like Missing Richard Simmons was just really phenomenal narrative podcasting, like just a great storytelling. He always left a cliffhanger, like what happens next? And I was like, ah, which I don't listen to a ton of narrative storytelling podcasts. Maybe for that reason, because then I can't get anything else <laughs> done in my life. Yeah, he's a fantastic storyteller.
0: He really is. So again, the series is called Running from Cops. I started listening last week. I have just like kept my lips buttoned. I'm like, I can't say anything about this to anyone. I've got it. I'm going to save it for Awesome of the Week. It's really fantastic. I'll put a link in the show notes for you all to check it out if you would like to as well. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I was going to say about it, but I don't want to give too much away. Just know it's really fantastic. really, really well done. So all right, well those are our awesomes of the week. We'll put links in the show notes for you all. and don't forget that every Friday on Instagram you can join us and tell us what is awesome in your life. Or we also do that in the sort of awesome hangout group over on Facebook, where we have a big giant thread every Friday with people sharing what is awesome from their lives as well. And you can find us again, like I said, at facebook.com slash groups slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. Awesomes, you know that hiring isn't as easy as putting an ad in the paper or posting on a job board. With more qualified candidates than ever, you need something that helps you find the right people for your business. And LinkedIn Jobs does just that with features like targeted job promotion. They surface your job to candidates with the right skills, both in emails and across LinkedIn. With more than 500 million active members, people come to LinkedIn every day to make connections, grow their careers, and discover new job opportunities. And 90% of LinkedIn users are open to new opportunities, but they're not actively scanning job boards. This means that LinkedIn Jobs gives you access to an entirely different demographic than anywhere else. LinkedIn Jobs uses knowledge of both hard and soft skills to match you with the people who fit your role the best. Things like collaboration, work ethic, and adaptability are all taken into consideration. So LinkedIn Jobs can help you find someone that's not only qualified, but also matches your company's culture. LinkedIn Jobs gets your job in front of of the most relevant qualified candidates. So you can focus on making a hire you're excited about post a job today at linkedin.com awesome and get $50 off of your first job post. That's linkedin.com slash awesome terms and conditions do apply awesomes, it's spring, and that means our long winter hibernation is over. Here's a better choice that'll actually get you ready for those sweaty days of summer ahead. Aluminum-free coconut deodorant from Kapari. Kapari's coconut deodorant is a cleaner alternative to traditional deodorants. It's aluminum-free, vegan, and does not contain any silicones, sulfates, parabens, GMOs, or baking soda. Instead, this deodorant keeps you fresh with plant-based actives like sage oil and coconut oil. It's great if you've got sensitive skin. If you're looking for a deodorant with a scent that's not overpowering, or if you just don't want a bunch of questionable ingredients on your body. I admit I was a little skeptical that a natural deodorant could stand up to the sweaty days of summer, but Kopari's coconut deodorant kept me smelling clean and feeling great all through last summer. And you know, I'm going to be picking it up for this summer too. I love that Kopari's coconut deodorant goes on smooth and does not leave a sticky white residue. The original scent smells like sweet coconut milk. There's also a fragrance free version and two new scents beach and gardenia and the best part is you never have to worry about running out of deodorant because capari offers a subscription you get it automatically shipped to you as often as you choose for free trust me even if natural deodorants have not worked for you in the past you have to give Kapari a try and with a money back guarantee, there's no reason not to. Go to kaparibeauty.com slash awesome to save five dollars off of your first deodorant order when you subscribe. That's kapari, k-o-p-a-r-i beauty.com slash awesome. Kaparibeauty.com slash awesome. All right, Kelly, summer 2019. Here we are. I'm about to have the most interesting summer ever.
1: Yes, you are. I was thinking about you this morning because my baby just turned nine last week. And he was, of course, since he was born in early May, was the most like I'm going into summer with a newborn that I've had. And so we did everything really close to home that summer because I had a squishy newborn. I was still healing. That was the year we got, I think, a membership to the Y because I thought I can go to the Y. It's like a contained place. Everybody liked to swim. They even had childcare. Like if he was sleeping in his little car seat, I could put him in the childcare and be like, just so I can swim in the kiddie pool with my two-year-old for half an hour. Yes. Like that, everything had to be that way. I couldn't do much on my own, but you're ready, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to make you laugh. No one ever thinks they're ready. No, that's very generous of you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? Looking over my list, my list is super low-key this
0: year, you guys. So... (laughs) So if you are looking to have a low-key summer for whatever reason, I think you will enjoy my list. In the past, I've tried to think of like, you know, what's a really good structured thing for kids or blah, blah, blah. How can you, you know, like a lot of like activity-based stuff this year. There's no activity. Sorry. Maybe Kelly has some, but... (laughs)
1: I'm laughing because I'm not sure since I'm actually going to be working this summer. yes, that's So true. my summer is going to be different than yours because you have this whole big thing happening to your family and to your body. But for me, this is the first summer that I will have worked since I would say 20 years for sure, since yeah. I had kids, but even immediately prior to giving birth, I was teaching. So I had my summers off. So this is you guys, I'm a little nervous. Summer is my favorite. And so I love my job. I love summer. I believe with my eternal optimistic ENFP seven heart that we can make this work. But I'm also a little bit like, don't you dare take my summer away from me. Right? (laughs) Yes. This is a priority season. Totally,
0: totally. Yeah. So we're both going into some really different summers than we have had in the past, for sure. This is my first summer baby. So Daisy and the twins are both winter babies. And AJ is Early September, like right after Labor Day. So I was pregnant through a summer with her, but then it's always after school starts. So I don't even really consider her a summer baby because it's more like fall, you know, even though by the calendar we're still in summer, she feels like a fall baby. So I'm a summer baby. I'm excited to have one, but it's definitely going to be different around here. So let's go ahead and get to our list. Each of us, as per tradition, have brought five things to suggest to you to make your summer very awesome in 2019. So what do you have up for us
1: first, Kelly? Okay, so my first thing actually has to do with wanting to be outside and still wanting to be able to enjoy music or podcasts. So this is actually a gift that one of my best friends gave me last year. I think Actually, it was like a thank you gift for something. And it was such a fantastic idea. It is an outdoor Bluetooth speaker. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. It is. I don't know why I didn't think about getting one. I actually have a phone dock charger that I keep in my kitchen that also has a speaker on it. Mm-hmm. So that's where I play my music. Like when I'm cooking, I love to have music on. I almost always have some sort of a playlist from Pandora, Spotify, going. And so sometimes I would bring that outdoors with me and I would try to plug it in or it can be battery operated, but it's smaller, whatever. I don't know why I never thought about getting a Bluetooth speaker specifically. So the one she got me, I'm not exactly sure if I'm saying the brand name right, but it's called Aukey. it's A-U-K-E-Y. Okay. The one that she got me, I will link to it in the show notes, is available right now on Amazon for $40. So it's not a lot. It actually is a little bit coated in kind of a waterproof, like a neoprene around the edges so that if you were to drop it, Or that sort of thing. Like it's very indestructible. You know, a kid could throw it off of a table accidentally and it's not going to fall apart. Unlike my phone charger that I keep in my kitchen. It's meant to be like on a counter. This is meant for a rough and tumble sort of world. You plug it in. Obviously, it's a Bluetooth. So it hooks up to whatever you want to hook it up to. Usually I'm hooking it to my phone. It has fantastic sound. It actually has sound that comes out of both sides of it. So it can really fill up a backyard or wherever you are, where again, the other one was more like a background sort of sound. This one can really fill it up. First of all, I would just use the speaker out in my yard when I was like just being outside. I mentioned on the year-end show last year that my favorite gift of all of last year was a hammock that my family got me for Mother's Day last year. So I spent a lot of time and still plan to spend a lot of time this coming summer in my hammock. And I would bring this speaker outside and just put on like some guitar music, whatever I wanted to listen to. Set it in one corner, and it would just fill up my backyard. I didn't want it to be like booming bass, bother my neighbors, sort of music. But it really was easy to hear. I could. Put it near my pool, even if I was in my pool, because I can touch it if I'm wet. You know, it's not going to be one of those things that you have to baby. But you could also take it around your yard if you were gardening many summers, I listen to the news or podcasts when I would like weed. You know, it's a great thing to do while you're doing those mundane, here are the things that I have to get done sort of chores. So you could just instead of having to wear headphones or earbuds that are constantly falling out, bringing the speaker around and be able to put it in my yard. I've even started to bring it occasionally when we go to the lake with the kids. Obviously, I don't want to be obtrusive, but it's just such an easy thing to throw in a bag. You charge it like once a week, it goes for 30 hours Fantastic sound, such a great accompaniment to summer, especially if you like music like me. And I feel like what we should do here is a side note, like a bonus, but wait, there's more. Yeah. (laughs) Is we have so many awesomes, Meg included, who build great playlists in the summer. So we will link to a couple of Spotify playlists that Meg has made, other awesomes have made for summer tunes for summer this summer or summer for family music. I just love finding that perfect summer playlist and letting it be the background of my entire adventure.
0: Yes. Yeah, so so that's my first
1: one. What's yours?
0: Okay. First up, I have a trio of skin-related things for you all. The first one, I'm going to try to go through these quick. I'm really cramming three into one for this first part
1: of my list. (laughs) I've done that before. When I went back and looked at past shows, I was like, there are lots of times where I'm like, okay, here's the category. And I'm going to give you these eight things under this category. Basically, yes, that's what's about to happen. Okay, let's start with
0: just care for our skin. I do think that a lot of us are still looking for a moisturizer in the summer, even though again, and you and I have talked about you're not a big moisturizer person because your complexion doesn't even really need it. Yeah,
1: but at the same time, I often think, especially in the summer when you're out in the sun, I still feel, Meg, like this is the one thing that is super approachable. It's not a serum. It doesn't have lots of initials. A moisturizer is always on the list to look for, you know, to say what's out there.
0: Yes. In the past, I have super loved Clinique's Moisture Surge, which is a gel-based yes. moisturizer. And it's really fantastic. I still highly recommend it. But if you want to spend a little less money, and I was just talking to you about this actually in one of our Superstars Awesome Overflow episodes earlier this spring, but I highly recommend it, And I cannot stop talking about the Trader Joe's Ultra Hydrating Gel Moisturizer. It's $9 for a good-sized tub of it. And it's on the shelf at your local Trader Joe's. When I first went to check it out, they did not have it in yet. The next time I went into our Oklahoma City store, (laughs) not only did they have it in, they had one of those huge, like when you first walk in those big displays where they yes. do like flowers. Like the end cap. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And they make it all pretty and everything. They had tons of it. So I think the word is getting out that this stuff is really good. I first came across this product actually reading a beauty blog and they said you could try it out instead of La Mer, which is like very oh, right. expensive gel moisturizer. So this is from Trader Joe's and I was like, let's just start trying this. I tried it side by side with my Clinique Moisture Surge. I honestly think they're exactly the same product. And so I've been using it. My daughter Daisy has been using it and we just super love it. And the reason I like a gel moisturizer in the summer is because it is light. It doesn't feel like you're like globbing all this stuff onto your face. It feels nice and light. It goes into your skin quickly. It's great. Even if you just give your face a quick wash in the evening and then put some of this on top, you're going to be all set for your summer evening skincare, I think. Summer's just like when we just want to simplify everything, right? Cuz we've got other things to do, right? right? So speaking of simplifying things, I have never done a true like a tinted moisturizer or a lighter thing for face instead of foundation. I'm a pretty big foundation person. I just, I don't know, just preference. But Truly, in the summer, when you're outside, you're sweating, you don't want to mess with having a full face of makeup on most of the time. So I tried out from Pixi, the beauty and skincare line Pixi, I tried out their H2O Skin Tint. It's very interesting, Kelly, because what it is, instead of being a tinted moisturizer, it's a water-based tinted face gel. Okay. So the consistency again is very light. It feels like air when you're putting it on. And it's going to be one of those products where if you just want to even out your face, if you have some redness, if you have blotchiness or whatever, and you just want to have a sort of evened out look to your face as you're going out and about doing your days during the summer, this stuff is fantastic. It comes in a variety of shades. I went with the lightest shade that's called cream and I've fairly fair skin, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think in the summer I could maybe go up to the next shade, which is called nude, but it's so lightweight. I think it's so blendable that it's not like you have to have like a perfect match, like you have to do with foundation, because if you don't, you'll have the dreaded line. This just blends right into your skin and it's so lightweight. Now it is $24, but you only need a tiny bit. If you pick up a tube of this at the beginning of the summer, it will last you throughout the summer for sure. And where would you get that? I got it at Target, okay. Ulta, anywhere that carries the pixie line will for sure have it, so yeah. Okay, last thing for skin is I want to talk about sunscreen. Every summer we're talking about what sunscreen are you buying for your family. A lot of us like to use a mineral-based sunscreen because as opposed to a chemical sunscreen that actually absorbs into your skin to protect your skin, sometimes there's some concerns about exactly what chemicals are going into your skin. So a lot of people prefer a mineral sunscreen because it just sits on top of your skin and protects your skin by reflecting away those UV rays that can cause damage from the sun. One that I was looking into, I haven't gotten this yet. I've heard fantastic things about it. It's from the Sunbum line. I'm not sure Hmm. if you're familiar with Sunbum. I'm not familiar with that, no. It is really, really highly rated. It's their SPF 50, their sunscreen lotion, SPF 50. And even though this is a mineral sunscreen, the biggest thing that can be a pain with mineral sunscreens is that you get that white cast and it can be really hard to wash it off, right? Yes to wash it off or even to get it worked into the skin, especially of your children who are just squirming and don't like the whole application process. Maybe it's just my kids, I don't know. No, not just your kids. So anyway, that one's really fantastic. It's a little bit more expensive. Retail, I think it's like $16 a bottle. So if you're spending a lot of time in the sun, I feel like it's really great. And I think that there's a lot of advantages to it, especially that it does not leave very much of a white cast, but it's a little expensive. So if you wanted to go down to a slightly lower price point, Coppertone has a brand new one that just came out this year, I think, called Pure and Simple. There's a dermatologist I follow on YouTube named Dr. Dre. She's a dermatologist. She recommends the Coppertone tone, pure and simple. It's at 50 SPF. And again, mineral based. I did a ton of reading of reviews. Some people have said this one does not absorb as quickly as like the Sunbum one, but it is still going to provide excellent coverage. It will last for like 80 minutes of water resistance. Wow. So you don't feel like you have to like put it on like every 30 minutes. Right. And again, it's hundred percent zinc protection for your skin and has lots of good stuff for your skin as well. So yeah, those are good. Those are good three things there. Yeah, made. for your skin for this summer. So okay, I'm gonna catch my breath because that's yeah. hard for me these days and let you tell us the second thing on your list
1: bless it. Okay, so I am bringing you something that I think is probably the most useful in the summer. But really, I've been using this for a full year now. And it is something that you can get on Grove Collaborative. Do we have any Grove deals going on right now? Oh, yeah, we do. Definitely. Okay. Grove.co slash awesome. Okay. If you are not already a member over at Grove, like you always get this awesome welcome gift with Mrs. Meyers stuff, you get to choose your scent. It's a fantastic way to like opt in and to try it out and see how it goes. Once you're over there. I know you can get this to the places too. It's just a really good price. Molly's Suds All Sport Wash is my other recommendation. And here's why is that we have two teenagers in our house. I have a husband who tries to hit up a class at the YMCA almost every day. I also teach a class at the Y. We have a lot of sweaty bodies of adult bodies. And also side note, can I just say my baby who turned nine the other day, he was because we've had a cool spring. He had on like fleece pajamas, not footsies, but he was just still warm. He's like, I'm so hot. So he whips off his shirt. Mom, are your hands cold? I'm like, dude, my hands are always cold. And he's like, just put your hands on my back. And he was just so hot. So he fell asleep with his arms above his head. And I was sitting in his bed. Dude had B.O. Oh,
0: I'm like, oh, here we are. Oh, Here like, we are he's at nine. night. I know. I told
1: him yesterday. I said, you know, you need to wash like under your armpits. And of course, he's like, yeah, baby, I'm, I'm that, you know. Yes, he's been waiting for this day. Yes, I stink. <laughs> I am I'm awesome. (laughs) but maybe you as the person who does some laundry, either for yourself or for other people, you don't want your clothes to stink. And the clothes that we often wear to work out in, in particular, or if your kids are in sports, you know, the fabric that is so awesome and comfortable and it wicks away all of our sweat also makes it really hard to get fully clean. Yeah. If you Google on this, you will find so many people asking this question, why do my clothes stink right after they come out of the dryer, especially workout clothes? And it has to do with that fabric. So what you actually need, is because of the fabric, you need a special soap. So that's what this Molly Suds All Sport Wash is. It's a special soap to try to loosen the fibers so that the detergent can actually get in and strip out the smells and the oils. Because otherwise what happens is if you start to wear this stuff, you wash it, it might even smell okay right when it comes out of the dryer. But like within a day or for sure right when you're putting it on, you're like, why does this just not smell clean? Yes. So what I've been doing, I even have to, and this is like step two of what they recommend to try to get the smell out of your laundry. First, it is just to do a load of laundry with this soap. That was not enough for our family. So what I actually do is when we have, you know, a few things that are just really starting to get to that level where they're just not getting clean, I just fill up a tub and put in a lot of this soap with hot water and I let the clothes sit for a day. Just soak in it. Oh wow. Okay. And then I do a load of laundry with them. Then when they come out, they don't smell bad. They don't smell like, oh, they're just masked with a heavy detergent, you know, like a perfume. They just smell fresh. So it is such a good find because for so long, it's just frustrating. You hate to put away laundry or somebody gets something out and they're like, man, this shirt, it smells like that mildewy, you Mm. know, smell. Oh, I know. Yes. Doing all of this work to do laundry and it doesn't smell good. Even if I didn't do laundry for my family, I don't want my stuff to be washed and to be coming out smelling bad. So Molly says, all sports soap, you absolutely need it in the summer because we sweat so much more, but you could use it year round. It is so awesome for all of that athletic stuff that we wear. So good. You know, I'm such a laundry nerd. I know. I I thought. I'm practically like this one. taking notes over here. <laughs> I was like, laundry is Meg's love language. She will like this one. It really is. i was such a dork. I don't know what's wrong with me, but there's something
0: so satisfying, especially when you have a laundry problem that you have to solve and then you're yep. like,
1: oh my gosh, this actually worked. This works. And yeah, it was it was pretty awesome, especially the first time that I opened the dryer door and like pulled something out with trepidation and put my nose up to it and took a big whiff and was like... <gasps> Yes. It's so wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Love it. That's a pretty cool, awesome thing for summer. What's your next one? I'm totally putting that in my grave
0: cart, literally, as we're talking. Okay. My next one is an app for your family that is going to allow you to track your reading as a family through the summer. Mm. So I want to tell you the name of that app before I forget it. It's called yes. Family Reading Time. And I've had it on my phone since I think this past spring is when it was released. It came across my radar because it was actually developed by the husband of one of our awesomes. Oh! which I thought was so fun. And I'll put a link for sure in the show notes so you can find it directly. As of right now, I think it's only available for Apple devices. I will double check. And if there is an Android version, I will link to that too. But here's the thing. I love to use Goodreads. Lots of us love to use Goodreads. But to be able to have one app where everybody in your family, from your preschooler on up to your high schooler, you know, whoever you're kind of tracking reading from, including yourself, can just go to one single app and enter in all of that, I think is so fun. And Again, this is going to be part of our low-key summer. It's going to be a lot of reading. (laughs) Reading feels
1: like a very accessible thing that we could do. (laughs) It is. Everybody pick up a book. Yes. Okay. So tell me more about the app though. So it's actually recording, like they start when they are reading, like it's a timer.
0: Well, there is a timer in it, but okay. So let me just tell you all the different things it can do. You can track the number of books that you're reading just by number. There's a place where you can record the titles of your books, or if you're doing this for your kids, if you're entering it in for your kids, you can enter that for them. You know, if they're old enough, they can get the phone and enter all the information how many minutes they've spent reading, how many total pages. So you as an adult can put in your information, like if you're having like a family reading challenge, or if you're participating in your local public libraries reading challenge, and you need a way to kind of keep track of what everybody's reading, you can input all of that information. It does if you are using this for some kind of academic reason, either for school or whatever reason you would need to have a report, or if you're a homeschooler, I think this could be really handy. Mm, yeah, It'll actually generate a report for you that you can save as a PDF and then print it out. So again, I could totally see homeschooling families being able to incorporate this. There is a built-in timer that you can use on the app, or you can just also manually enter the amount of time that you have read. Individual readers in your family can go in and rate the books, just like on Goodreads, but this is information that's just for your family. So they can leave their own rating, they can make notes on it, some schools have a reading list and it's like, okay, you're going to read these books over the summer. Well, this way your kids can keep track of what they read. They can add notes on the book and not be like, when I read that back in June and now it's the end of August. How am I going <laughs> to remember you know, what I thought about this book? And I really do think that the best part is that all of that data stays local to your device. It's not visible to anyone else. It's just for your family to use. The basic part of the app is free to download. There are some in-app purchases to get some of the features. So you can check that out for your But I just thought this was so great for families that are really focusing on reading that maybe want to make it a competition or if they're participating in a bigger reading challenge. It's just such a handy
1: way to keep track of it. So, again, it's called the Reading Time app, and I will put links in the show notes for you guys. Great. I love the idea of making your own challenge in your family. I mean, there are so many great programs out there. I know that all of our libraries here do reading challenges, schools often do them. Half Price Books does one, but you could just do one in your own family. Yes. I don't want to try to meet their requirements, but I need need my kids to, you know, either read because of school stuff. I need them to read because I need a break. And you know what? I remember when The Awesome talked about this app and I thought, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. I love living in this day and age.
0: I know. So great. So thank you, Heather and her husband for introducing this to us. So, all right. What's next on your list? Okay. So do you eat fish tacos, Meg Teats?
1: I love fish tacos. Seriously. I ask it that way because I know that it's a little scary for some people, depending on where you live. I remember, I think I was probably a teenager when I first heard of the concept of fish tacos. And up to that point, especially, you know, 25 years ago, growing up in the upper Midwest, a taco was a hard shell with ground beef and cheese and lettuce and tomatoes. That's what it is. No hot sauce, no salsa, no cilantro. I mean, you know, like it was as most Midwestern hot dishy taco as you can get. <laughs> so the idea of putting fish into that was like, what? Why? Like, it was How? so disgusting. Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why would someone do that? Then. My friends, we moved to San Diego. So the home of the fish taco is Baja California. It's right there across the border, Tijuana and south. I had my first real fish taco, which let's be honest was also at Rubio's. This is a fast food sort of Southern California chain. I think that most fish taco enthusiasts would be like, that's hardly even a fish taco. But it changed my world. Yes, I was like, this is amazing. A real fish taco is a soft corn tortilla. The one that I had at Rubio's, it was even then it was fried, so it was crunchy fish. But it's got cabbage and a wonderful sauce. It is fantastic. So I don't know why. It took me this long because good night you know that our family lives in tacos those chicken tacos that we have talked about forever and ever on this show like live on our list it's just there's always chicken taco meat in our fridge to find my own fish taco recipe so that's what i'm going to share with you this is a summer recipe but you don't have to just make it in the summer it is fantastic what it is is actually blackened fish so it's tilapia Mm -hmm. So you're not frying it like it's not crispy. You don't need a deep fryer, an air fryer. It just has this wonderful mix of spices, which honestly, I make this so much. I'm at the point where I might just make a big jar of the spice mix that you're going to mix up to put on the fish. It has things like oregano and red pepper and cumin and garlic powder, brown sugar, obviously all this stuff. You mix it up, you just put it on your fish and then you pan fry them. So that's all that is. Of course, if you can do it at a little bit of a high heat, this doesn't have to be blackened like, but when was the blackened craze? Like late 80s, early 90s. Like everything was blackened. Right. So you don't have to like worry about setting off a fire alarm in your house, just higher heat. So they get nice and crispy. They're going to be super flavorful. And then you're going to make up some sort of a cabbage slaw with a little bit of lime and cilantro if you want. And then this recipe that I'm going to post to actually also has an avocado cilantro sauce is what she calls it. And you know what it is? It's exactly my guacamole recipe with the addition of sour cream.
0: Oh, how interesting. So That's she so does in a blender.
1: It's like the first time I was making it, I'm like, these are all the things I use to make Guacamole. So for my guacamole, I use, I kind of joke, it's like all green things. So I don't want any corn in my guac. I don't want any tomatoes in my guac. So don't even put salsa in there. My guacamole is always just like avocado, cilantro, jalapeno, and lime juice. It's those things and some sour cream in your blender. So you've got this nice, creamy, wonderful, a little bit spicy, but that avocado rich to put on top of your fish tacos. You guys, I have not yet found how much fish my family will eat. I keep making more and more fish with this fish tacos and it just all disappears. I think I'm up to 4 pounds of fish at a meal. Oh my gosh. And they're like is there more? Is there more? <gasps> And I'm like, you guys, add another half pound next time. But at some point, this is going to get more expensive than a steak dinner. So it's just tilapia. You can get tilapia anywhere. It's a very cheap, very manageable fish, especially if your kids are like, I don't think I like fish. It does kind of smell when you're opening it. But you know, all these other spices on it. It's not a fishy fish. It's not slimy at all. It's very firm, easy to cook, easy to eat. Fantastic fish tacos. So maybe you're like me. You like fish tacos. You've never made them on your own. This is my push. This is the summer of the fish taco.
0: Oh my gosh, I am here for it. First of all. Secondly, the first time I ever had fish tacos was in San Diego myself. So once you start there, you're like, oh, now I get it. I
1: get it now. Yes. That sounds really good. My stomach is rumbling. That sounds very tasty. Can I give a bonus one? Yes, of course. This is what we do when you do listicle shows, you guys, two ENFPs for like, by five, I mean 10. (laughs) Because I just want one more option. Just one more. This is a thing, and I didn't really want to put it on the list as its own thing because you have to be a Costco shopper. And I know that it's a bummer if you're not a Costco shopper, but they have this newish thing at Costco's where they have kits of street tacos. So it's near like the deli where they keep the pizzas and, you know, the prepared salads and that sort of thing. It comes with tortillas. I think they're used Their leftover rotisserie chicken and just cutting it up and seasoning it. So it's like a win win for them. Yeah. And then they put it in there with probably some of their Mexican shredded cheese, and it's got some shredded cabbage and some limes and two fantastic sauces a little tub of salsa, a little tub of like an avocado cream sauce. 15 bucks for like 12 tacos. Perfect. Yes. I think I'm going to go get one right now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's perfect for summer because I'm like, I'm just going to swing by on my way home from work. Like you can heat it up in your microwave. You don't have to turn on your oven. The food is there. I don't know a single person alive who doesn't love tacos. Mm, So good. That's a little bonus. Taco loving for your summer.
0: Perfect. Well, I'm going to just continue on the food and drink thing and tell you that the third thing on my list, a big summer trend for drinks is mocktails.
1: Yes. Because people aren't drinking, this is actually a show I want to do on NPR. Is about the big movement to abstain from alcohol.
0: Yes, it's so true, and it really is taking hold nationally. I was doing some reading on this before this show, like even in bars serving low proof or no proof, like zero proof cocktails, kombucha cocktails, Mm -hmm. kombucha cocktails. I'm like, did somebody have me in mind specifically? Because this sounds like something I need in my life right now. But yes, so that is a big summer trend right now. and it is hopefully something that we'll see continue. Even Kelly, you probably have more research on it than I do, but even millennials seem to be like the ones who are kind of like leading the way on this.
1: We don't want our whole lives to revolve around drinking. And so yes. it's not because there's necessary alcoholism in my family, or I'm really scared about what it does. It's just saying, I don't have to make this the centerpiece of my social world. right?
0: I feel like it's a pendulum swing. Like, I feel like there for a while, like everything was wine and, you know, having special wine glasses and all of this stuff that really play up how fun it is to drink and all of that, which that's all fine and good. But I do feel like the pendulum is swinging back. But you know what? We don't have to. We can still have great tasting, delicious grown up drinks and beverages, but they don't have to be alcoholic or as alcoholic. Like I said, low proof is a thing. I didn't even know that was a term, but that's becoming a thing. So anyway, I'm going to link in the show notes, a really great article at Vine Pear, which is a website that talks about, you know, all kinds of things, food and drink. It talks about how to stock a really great non-alcoholic kind of like bar or, you know, pantry so that you always have the stuff on hand to make a really great drink. Because I think that is a friction point. Like if you're used to, well, I'll just grab this whiskey and a mixer and that's super easy. Then transitioning and being like, well, what would I even drink?
1: (laughs) Juice? Water? I mean, come on people. I'm not a heathen. Right.
0: Exactly. Even when you're entertaining, what am I going to serve to my friends that they're going to, think this is really good. So they talk about how to sort of stock your bar in your pantry to kind of set yourself up for success if you are wanting to move away from alcohol. So it's things like having really great sparkling waters on hand, which a lot of us maybe have as part of you know what we have for entertaining. There's like really fun, new, exciting waters and sparklers, artisan sodas that make it feel really fun to mix together, to put a drink together that doesn't have alcohol in it. So they have some of those suggestions. And then summer is like one of the best times if you are going to try making some of these mocktails because so many of them will get so much flavor from fruits and vegetables that are in season during the summer. So I'm going to link to a different article actually from Cooking Light with some recipe ideas, but things like blood orange and ginger soda. Mm. which again, just like sounds so perfect for summer, a watermelon lime soda using all that watermelon, which, oh my gosh. I don't know
1: if this is true in other parts of the country.
0: Oklahoma is flushed with watermelons
1: through the summer. They're everywhere. I don't think it even matters if you are flushed with watermelon. If you buy one watermelon, you're flushed with watermelon. Unless you buy one of those smaller ones, which is why I think that they've gotten to be popular. Uh Is because if you buy one watermelon, you're like, well, we've got to eat this whole thing. So to be able to put it in a drink is such a great option. It really is. So anyway,
0: there's tons of recipes. I'm going to put those links in the show notes. Just know that if you're out and about or if you're entertaining in your home this summer, be tuned in to this mocktail slash zero proof cocktail movement, because it's definitely going to be something you're going to see more and more.
1: That's fantastic. And we'll have to just maybe have some threads in the hangout this summer as people discover some great mocktails, share the recipes, because there are times I come across a recipe for a mocktail in a magazine. I mean, it's not hard. It's like some sort of a soda with a juice and then maybe like blackberry infusion. But it's just like it would take work to make it, but it would be worth it for a party or something. It would be so fun. Totally. I want to hear more about that. I'm glad you brought that up
0: awesome studio you know, sometimes we start to think that just because clothes are comfortable that means that they're probably not work appropriate or church appropriate or appropriate for basically anything outside of hanging out around the house that beta brain wants you to look good and feel good even at the office or wherever your day takes you with their dress pant yoga pant. It features a wrinkle resistant four way stretch ponte knit fabric. And it comes with all kinds of cute details like faux zippers, pockets, front buttons, belt loops. No one will ever guess that you're wearing a yoga pant. It comes in all shapes and sizes boot cut, straight legs, skinny, cropped, and because Beta Brand knows that people come in all shapes and sizes, there's also four lengths to choose from. I have to tell you all that I thought that I was just a person who couldn't wear pants. I never could find the right fit and they certainly were never comfortable. All of that changed when I tried the Dress Pant Yoga Pant from Beta Brand. They have just the right amount of stretch to be comfortable all day long. With other pants and even jeans, I couldn't wait to get out of them at the end of the day. But the Dress Pant Yoga Pant fits so great and feels so good to wear. You're going to want to wear them morning to night. I really, really want you to check out the Dress Pant Yoga Pants from Beta Brand. So, awesomes go to betabrand.com slash awesome a-w-e-s-o-m-e all lowercase to get 20% off of yours millions of women agree these are the most comfortable pants you will ever wear to work and all around town so that's betabrand.com b-e-t-a-b-r-a-n-d dot com slash awesome all lowercase to get 20% off of your dress pant yoga pants
1: Okay, so my next one actually comes courtesy of the superstars because have I mentioned yet that it was my youngest birthday? I feel like that's like (laughs) the theme of the show. I don't mean it to be. His birthday was last week and so I had gone to the superstars and said, you know, I would like to get him some stuff for outside. So what are your favorite sort of outside activity things to keep kids busy this summer? And this is what they came back with, something that I had not thought of and it has proven to be a huge hit, is a saucer swing. Mm, So I will link to the one that I ended up buying. They're about four feet across and they're made of like, you know, just a nice soft fabric, you can hang them from a tree or like us, we have an old swing set that really, we should get rid of. It's, probably too small for our kids. You know, we got it for our youngest two who are now 11 and nine. We got it when they were not even one and two. So it was perfect for them back then. We got one of those play sets from Costco. We then had to hire somebody to assemble because my husband got it home and went, holy (laughs) buckets. So we had a friend who had done some work on our house and we were like, uh, he's like, sure, I'll come over, you know, for a few hundred dollars, I'll assemble it. Anyway, that thing is kind of falling apart. It's just getting old. And so even one of the swings had broken. So we took down the old swings and put up this thing for his birthday. And you guys, my kids have not stopped hanging out on it. You don't have to like sit on it. You can put little ones in it. You can put two kids in it. Even my 11 and nine year old can fit in it. It holds up to 250 pounds. You're not going to swing super, super high. I mean, they're getting high enough. Yeah. It's also just a great place to sit and read a book. You know, like I got in it the day that we hung it. It's kind of that hammocky feel, right? You can just kind of sit here and like kick with your feet. And it's like $50. Oh my god. So I feel like this is definitely money worth spent, especially because you can take it with you. You know, you don't have to have a swing set. You could put it in a tree. If you have a swing set, you can put it there. If you get rid of the swing set, you can move it. You know, it's very adaptable. And I feel like it's just going to get lots of use. Even grownups could sit in it. It will be the center of the party. And then the other thing, I'm going to throw it out there, even though we haven't bought it yet, because I'm going to let him do this. He got some money for his birthday. So this is where I'm steering the money versus like 200 more Pokemon cards when we already have like, 3,000. <laughs> he gets money right yes. now. and He's like, Pokemon cards. And I'm like, really, dude? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm going to gently steer or not so gently steer his money spending toward a slack line. Oh, so fun. Yeah, we're going to get a slack line and I think I'm going to try to get a ninja line that goes above it. So it's like a slack line, but it hangs down like all these different obstacle-y things that you can use to cross your slack line. So you can hold on to this ball, a trapeze or whatever. But I just think what I was hearing from the superstars and I absolutely believe them is that a slack line like that is not only fun for, you know, upper elementary middle elementary kids, depending on how far you put it off the ground, it can be for teenagers, it can even be for adults. They were like, we didn't anticipate it being this way, but it was like the hit of all last summer with our adults when they would come over. So, yeah, I just think we all need new ways to incentivize our kids to, you know, play outside to do those things, whether it be in the cool of the morning or in the afternoon, we want them to be off screens for part of the day. And there's no easier way to do that than spending a little bit of money on a toy that they cannot wait to get outside and get on.
0: So fun. That really does sound like so much fun. And speaking of kids and getting off screens, Kelly, uh, just a side note, I'm going to try implementing your system from a few years ago that you talked about no screens until noon, right? We're going to give it a try this year. So I will report back on how that goes. Awesome. The fourth thing on my list, so we're getting close to the end here, almost time to wrap these up, but I had to tell you all about I think I have found the perfect summer pajamas. What? I know. Now, you all know that I'm something of a pajama snob. I am also a pajamas nerd. I love pajamas. Most of us are thinking about pajamas like in the winter when you want to be warm and cozy and all of those things. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily something that you're thinking about for summer. Well, I have found the perfect ones. They are made from bamboo, which means that they are so lightweight so soft and so breathable. So if you tend to sleep a little hot, I do. In the summer, it can be really bad. It's like all of my sensory issues come out to play at night. And because I'm anticipating being postpartum and nursing and all of the
1: sweat and hormonal changes. Night sweats. There's nothing like post baby night sweats.
0: Yes, exactly. I ordered one pair. I'm going to get a few more pair because they are truly The softest, most breathable, just really fantastic pajamas I've ever worn. And I go through a lot of pajamas because I'm really like sensitive about what I'm sleeping in. So I found them on Amazon. They're from a company called Latuza and they have short sleeved in their shorts. And they have like a V-neck. They are pretty basic looking. They have a really cute detail like around the V-neck and around the edge of the shorts. There's like a sort of satiny ribbon just to add a little interest, I guess. But it comes in a ton of different colors. I got the navy ones, but there's everything from gray to like a sort of purpley pink. Mm -hmm. I got the extra larges and even hugely pregnant, which I am right now, the extra larges, I totally wore them last night. I mean, of course, I have the huge belly, but they still totally fit. And I wear normally like a 14 to 16 size. I don't know. They're just really great. To me, pajamas are just something to look forward to in the evening. Maybe this is the most Enneagram nine thing I've ever said. (laughs) Because you know how nines look forward to our sleeping times. These are just like such a special treat. So anyway, the perfect summer pajama, they are bamboo, they are on Amazon, and I will put a link in the show notes for you.
1: No, I get it. I mean, I'm not a nine, but There's something about a lightweight summer pajama when I don't know. I think it's a sensory thing of like the wind coming in through the window because we sleep with our windows open a lot in the summer if it's not a hot evening. And so that feeling of like that warmish but cool breeze with the light pajamas. And yes, like that's a really good summer awesome, actually. Okay. So my last one is almost like a mantra. A lot of the awesomes are listening to Laura Tremaine's 10 Things to Tell You podcast. And one of the last ones was about a mantra. And so I've been thinking about that and I thought this is kind of a mantra for your summer. Okay. Pick one thing. That's my mantra. Explain it a little bit. It is don't overload your summer. So we've even done this, Meg, you and I, when we've done these lists, we come up with all of these great ideas. Like this is what I'm going to do with my kids this summer. I'm Mm going to have this chart and we're going to do this in the morning. And then we're going to have themed weeks of what we're going to read and what we're going to eat new foods. and. (laughs) (laughs) Like all with good intentions. And we all do this, especially if you are a mom who stays at home with your kids in the summer, you know, like you're there and you're thinking, I've got to get through, you know, 10 to 12 weeks with my kids home. I get it. We make the plans. My encouragement for you is to not overload because it stresses your kids, it stresses you. Pick one thing and then do that well and be consistent with it. Oh my word consistency. I hate it because I'm not good at it especially when it comes to parenting. You know you set the guidelines here or the bar there or the goal here and then I'm always breaking it. Actually what you mentioned the screen time thing that when I look back and it wasn't just a summertime thing but when we started that rule of you can't be on screens until noon. It is so embedded in our kids now. Like no one asks. They get up and they play play too loud honestly. We're like there are mornings that we're like why why did we not let them have screens? <laughs> yes. In a weird, twisted way, like we've done it so well that almost like as their body clocks, they could be playing outside on bike rides and they're like, oh, it's noon. I got to get home. Screen time. <laughs> like the whistle blows, you know, like yes. in the old cartoons, like right. Fred Flintstone, woo, woo, and They're like, oh, it's time to be on screens. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So we didn't pick that to be like the one thing. But when I look at that as one thing, I'm like, that was smart. At least for me, a complicated metric of if you play outside so many hours and people can do all those things. For me, it was easier to pick one thing. So that is what I am thinking about this summer is kind of like, what's the one thing that I can focus on that we can do together? is it going to be bike rides together like this is going to be the summer of the bike rides i have some friends who every year what they do as a family is they get some membership to a local attraction a different one every year and then of course in the summer is when they tend to use it the most but they're like it's the zoo it's the local amusement park it's the science museum and then that's going to be the thing that we do to nauseam you know by the end of the summer they're like if our kids are like i don't really want to go back there anymore Awesome. We've like gotten our use out of it, right? That's my encouragement to you: is to pick one thing, stick to it, and then take the pressure off yourself and your kids for all the other things that we either want to do or feel like we should be doing in this time. Because then you're going to be present in your life, and if you've done that one thing, you can kind of check it off and say, you know what? That's the one thing we're focusing on. Everything else is extra.
0: I love it. Goodness gracious, Kelly! Please just randomly throughout the summer, please text that to me so I can remember. I'll try to make a gif out of it. Yes, please do. Please do. Definitely. I need that in my life. It's so smart. So good. Okay, the last thing on my list, and we'll wrap up from here is I do have a summer reading recommendation for you. Absolutely perfect for the beach or the poolside or a long road trip where you just want to escape. It's a contemporary Mm -hmm. romance, which we haven't talked a ton about on Sort of Awesome. But we did starting last year when Lee Kramer came on the show. And I'll put a link in the show notes of that show because she has some fantastic contemporary romance suggestions in the episode where she and I talked about summer reading last year. This year, a brand new book that just came out this month is called The Bride Quotient. It's written by Helen Huang. If you are a romance reader, then her name may sound familiar to you because last year she had a really great book that came out called The Kiss Quotient. So The Kiss Quotient came out last year. That's book number one in this series. And now The Bride Test is the second book that has come out in this series by Helen Huang. Here's some remarkable things about these books. First of all, above all else, they're just really fun contemporary romance books. So in a romance, you know, you're always going to have the two characters who meet and they fall in love And it's a happy ending, guaranteed every time. That's what makes it a romance, (laughs) right? Some things that I really love about Helen Huang is she is Vietnamese American and she is also autistic. And she really weaves both of those experiences of her life into her characters. But she does it in such a seamless way Like, that's not the focal point of the story. It's that they just happen to be part of this culture. You see the ways that those realities affect the lives of her characters without it being like, you know how sometimes you can pick up a book and it's like, oh, this was actually really a sermon disguised as a, (laughs) disguised as fiction. Oh my gosh, yes. Or, you know, it was like really meant to be that you came away being changed by the author's perspective, whatever. I just think that Helen Huang is such a talented writer and she writes her characters with such love and affection. The kiss quotient is about a woman named Stella who is autistic and really struggles to believe that anybody would love her because of all of her different sort of quirks and things that she thinks are a problem for her. And then this follow up book, The Bride Test, this time we're looking at a character named Kai. He's the main character in this, the protagonist who's autistic. And so another thing that I really appreciate about her books is that she shows that the autism spectrum is truly a spectrum and that you cannot just presume something to be true about a person's experience because of a single label. And so she really does a great job showing how this affects each of these characters' lives. Also, there's a ton about Vietnamese food in here. (laughs) Which I will never get tired of reading. We live so close to the Asian district here, and have a ton of Vietnamese bakeries and pho shops, and just all of the things I have really indulged a lot this pregnancy because it just tastes so good. <laughs> Right. And you can pick it up and go. And it's healthy. Yeah. So there's lots of Vietnamese culture and food and all of that woven into her stories, too. So again, if you're looking for just some really fun, good, engaging reading, that also, again, you don't want to worry about what's going to happen to the characters at the end. It's going to be a happy ending. I highly, highly recommend these two from Helen Huang, The Kiss Quotient and The Bride Test.
1: And I will put links in the show notes for you guys. Oh, that's perfect. I'm so excited for Summer now. For just those days that we can read and enjoy. Let's do it. Awesome. Totally.
0: Totally. Okay. That is our list for summer. I can't believe it's already over. We already did it. It went by so fast. Yep. <laughs> Just, Just like, like summer. summer. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Okay. Kelly, remind
1: people where we can find you all around the web. You can find me at Kelly Gordon MN for Minnesota on Instagram and Twitter, or you can find me on Facebook in the hangout or the superstars group or at facebook.com slash Blog. All
0: right. Don't forget you all can find me at sort of awesome Meg on social media. The show is on Twitter over sort of awesome pod. You can find us anytime on Facebook at facebook.com slash sort of awesome. Happy listening, happy summer, and we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created and is hosted by me, Meg Teets. Sarah Robertson is our assistant producer and production collaboration comes from Kelly Gordon and Rebecca Hoffer. Kelly Gordon is our digital media producer and we are so thankful for the ongoing support from our listener supporters. Music is provided by the band Prager. You can find more of Prager's music at pragermusic.com. To find show notes on this and every episode of Sorta Awesome, and also to spread the Sorta Awesome love to all of your friends, you can head on over to SortaAwesomeShow.com. Seeking the truth never gets old.